2: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. In 2014, she was dealing with breast cancer, which metastasized to her liver, and last fall, it moved to her lungs. Our guest today lives in Canada, but wishes to remain anonymous. And for the purposes of this interview, we'll call her Janet. Janet, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you both so very, very much for having me.
2: Janet, tell us when your health issues started for you.
1: Well, I was pregnant with my second child about three years ago now, and a lump grew throughout my pregnancy, and I didn't um, have anything to do with Western medicine prior to that for eight years, um, healing myself naturally. So I didn't choose to get a biopsy till the baby was one and a half days old. And then from there, got an oncologist, well, heard the news, uh, got an oncologist, um and started chemo within a month and quit breastfeeding.
0: What was your What was the initial diagnosis, Janet? In 2007, left breast
1: ER neg- negative, PR positive, HER2 now positive, stage one, lumpectomy, mastectomy, uh, declined radiation, chemo, walked away from Western medicine, healed in. Naturally, using meditation, IVs, mistletoe, diet, supplements, rebounder, dry brushing, casserole, uh, this goes on and on about uh, superfoods and um, juicing, tai chi, qigong, jumping, eating organic, no chemicals, living in nature, um, and that sort of thing. That was in 2007, and so then, uh skip ahead eight years, um, myself leaving, uh, my first child's father and, uh, moving into nature and, uh, healing naturally with the plant and, uh, many plants. I believe that, uh, all ailments can be healed by plants. Uh, and then 2007 or sorry, 2015 pregnant again. And through the pregnancy, a lump grew on my mastectomy line on the left side. I had the baby at home and, uh, When the baby was a day and a half old, I went to my GP and got a biopsy and uh, within a few days, uh, the diagnosis of ER negative, this is the piece that changed uh, from eight years ago, to uh, PR negative. HER2 new positive, hormone receptor negative, invasive poorly definition carcinoma, consistent with mammary ductal carcinoma Intermediate to high grade non operable tumor, which is what I wanted to do, but wasn't able to on the left mesothemia line, stage four. So, um,
2: Janet, I'm a guy, Janet, sorry to interrupt, but I'm a guy and I don't quite understand some of the terminology.
1: Can you, yeah, neither do I.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so so Ian, what happened
1: was 10 years ago, I researched the heck out of this for years. Uh, and then I sort of walked away from the medical definitions and diagnoses Mm -hmm. and healed with my own form of doctor and practitioner, which I consider a doctor to be a teacher. And there are many, many wonderful doctors in this world, uh, just not all in the Western medical field. So I've healed that way. So, so the terminology I have left behind. So I might not be able to answer all your questions or uh, your question, but please go ahead.
0: Janet, let's encapsulate just for the, um Purpose of listeners who might not be aware: essentially, what you're saying with the HER2 and PR negative, et cetera, et cetera, is that the the cancer that was or is in your breast is a hormone driven cancer.
1: I believe it's not. Where do you get that from, Corey?
0: Because you were talking about being PR positive, progesterone positive.
1: Right, but the ER negative changed to PR negative now.
0: Did you is not it say that? It, did you not say that it was progesterone positive? Well, when when we're looking at a hormone driven breast yes, cancer, I did. yes, I did. Okay, so that is a hormone driven breast cancer. That's hormone. But it's
1: changed to, but it's changed to PR negative. So now, so that's why I'm doing all the high H, high THC. Is that correct? Or am I doing this wrong right from the beginning?
2: Oh boy. Let's get this uh, straight. Earlier, before 2014, you had breast cancer, and that may have been. Progesterone positive. In 2014, after you had your baby, you had it checked again and it was PR negative, progesterone negative. Correct. Okay. I've got that right. All right. Okay. Now we're straight. Now we're straight. But the point is, you had breast cancer. Your breast cancer came right. back. So, t- how did you treat your breast cancer the second time?
1: Uh, this. Time around, um, I started immediately with IVs, uh, vitamin C, uh, I put everything in the bag. And there's, you know, uh, magnesium, calcium, uh, potassium, a bunch of things like that in there. So I, I do vitamin C intravenous. So I did I did our IVs and I um, did mistletoe and I did diet and I have a natural path, and I started chemo about a month after the baby was born after diagnosis I did four rounds of chemo uh, that led me to about March or April and then in uh, April I stopped that and in May I started cannabis oil. And I did just a drop at night, and I vape during the day uh, to get me through radiation because I did 20 rounds of radiation, which puts me to about July or August uh, 2015. And then after I got through radiation, I started doing the oil. uh, So it's been about two years almost that I've been over one mil a day, between one and two mils a day. And I've done many, many forms of that. I'm trying to obviously heal and shrink. The cancer, and uh, so trying to find what works. And I believe that so far I've healed a lot of uh, different ailments, smaller ailments. Although the lump on my chest, on the mastectomy line, has been growing for over a year, very, very slowly. At every scan, it grows a couple of millimeters. And at this point in time, it's probably about four inches by three inches on my mastectomy line, as well. In January of 2015, I was diagnosed with uh, a tumor on my liver that was quite big. I think it was about five inches by six inches or so. And it shrunk down with the chemo. Um, and so since then I started with the oil for the past two years. I have been maintaining it and it's been slightly growing. Or sorry, sorry, maintaining at the same, uh, level since then, since I started with the oil. The piece that has changed about a year ago, it spread to, my, the cancer spread to my lungs. Uh, it had never been there before. Although I continue to shrink because I had switched, I switched up my oil obviously once it's spread to my lungs and did a bunch of different things and since then my lungs have been shrinking every three months at my scans but it's still in my lungs and my liver has never changed um, since chemo was done about two years and three months ago.
2: So the tumor on your liver remains the same size the tumors in your lungs are shrinking as a result of the use of cannabis oil correct?
1: Yes, the result of using cannabis oil in a different way than
0: initially I had. What do you mean by that?
1: So initially uh, I was using dispensary oil and every two and a half hours I would take oil. So five times a day. And then I would up it every four to five days, depending on the kids and how much I could manage. And I got up to, uh, one and a half mil a day that way. And I was also doing a suppository with, with about a quarter of a mil in there, um, as well as a few other things. And then because it had moved, and it just had happened that I had connected with you, Corey, and you were so wonderful, and we spoke a few times, and you got me connected with the right type of oil from a few different people. And so I was able to drop down, build back up again um, on uh, on oil that I know is organic and being uh, made by loving people. And so I built back up again. But in that time, in that two-month period, it spread to my lungs. So I built back up with... Um, Castable oil, and then um, slowly the tumor in my lungs has been shrinking.
2: Now, Janet, you said in the notes that you sent us that uh, you were encouraged by doctors not to put the oil on your breast, and uh, then you decided to go against their advice. You poured it on on your uh, your breast, and the bleeding stopped. Tell us about that.
1: So because of the radiation, I believe, uh, not that a doctor would uh, agree with me if I when I ask them, but I believe that the radiation, uh, it did shrink the tumor a slight bit, and it probably bought me six months of no chemo. I was actually at, not on chemo for 14 months. The doctor told me I would be on chemo for three to four years and then die, but I was not on chemo for 14 months. So it slowly grew, and i was I was putting uh, infused oil with a bunch of other uh, holy ointed oil that I heard you speak about with another woman the other day. I was pouring it on the tumor. And I think that the tumor was holding up really well. I did that for about a year, and the skin wasn't really breaking. But when it started to break about a year ago, and meaning break, little cuts, little uh, started to bleed, uh, oozing started to happen, and yet it was still growing. And and I do believe that a big part of this is apactosis, but it continued to bleed. So, So when that happened, I asked the doctor, and she strongly advised me not to. So I stopped. And it continued to bleed more and more, oozing more and more, changing the pads, uh, more the dressings more and more myself every day. And then about two months ago, it got uh, the doctor that I um, have to see every three weeks uh, to get the capsidine uh, that I'm on right now, which is a chemo pill form, discouraged me to pour anything on it. So I stopped. You know, Sorry. And then so then I started putting oil back on. And uh, it immediately stopped bleeding within that day and oozing within that day. Now, that being said, in the last few weeks, it has started to ooze quite a bit more, which the oozing is a good thing. Uh, the bleeding has mostly stopped. It has, It is bleeding a slight bit. But as you can see, the tumor is what directs my care. I would strongly like to not have anything to do with Western medicine at this point in time. I'm at a loss for how I can keep the tumor on the mastectomy line at bay. So that's where I'm reaching uh, in all directions to try to manage it at this point. <laughs>
2: Janet, with cancer, the protocol is usually taking a gram a day over a 90-day period to get rid of the cancer. Have you thought of doing that?
1: Well, I've just really never stopped doing that. I've been doing over a gram a day for over two years, and I've never really stopped doing oil. And when I say, when I said earlier um, that I scaled back, I, I basically just have to build back up again. I mean... I'm a lightweight, so for example if I have three or four appointments for my kids and myself in a week because I live two hours from the city, it's a whole day event, so I'll have to drop back my oil, meaning uh, if I'm taking you know five uh, grains of rice, I might take two and a half just to go into the appointment or to be able to drive into the city and to be able to do everything and balance everything. In that four days, I will drop. I won't be able to handle the oil anymore, so I'll have to build back up over uh, a period of time a week or two, and in that time I experience paranoia, lethargia, uh, anxiety sometimes. And when I do that, I always take CBD. So I dose uh, at 8 a.m. and at 12 or 12.30, 12 and then again at 4, and then I get at 8 p.m. I always take bean half an hour before with either olive oil or coconut oil, and then I take about a drop and a half, which is to me um, about a grain and a half of rice a day. Uh, one, sorry, one drop equals one grain of rice a equals about 1 20th of a milligram. So I take one and a half drops at 8 a.m. I take two drops at 12.30 of one-to-one. This is all one-to-one. And I take two drops at about 4 o'clock, and then I take about six drops at 8.30 p.m. with two suppositories of high THC. And in those two suppositories, I do the um, syringe method with olive oil, with no needle, and backdoor method. And I, there's about a, half a mill in each syringe mixed with olive oil. And I do that about 9 o'clock at night. And then I sleep through the majority of it, And if I am currently working my way back up because I've had to drop it because of appointments, for example, when I switched from dispensary to uh, oil that I knew, then I'd have to build back up again. Does that answer your question?
2: Yeah, it does. Dispensary oil help you or is it not as effective as the good quality oil you get elsewhere?
1: I believe that it helped me, although I believe that there's was a couple of things that were standing in my way. One, I was quite ignorant with a newborn and I think I misunderstood him and misunderstood his documentation and took it for higher THC and maybe he didn't correct me. As well as I believe once I did figure out what it was, it was standing at more like a 12, the one to one was more like a 12% THC to one to two CBD and the high THC was more of a 35 to 40% THC. I know now that my one to one, I, I know what strain it is. I, I think you know that it's about 30, 32% uh, CBD, about 30% THC. Uh, and I know that the high THC is between uh, 68 and 77 maybe. And I know my CBD is from an extremely amazing woman that uh, is of high quality that I can occasionally get over the border into Canada, which uh, when I do, I get a lot.
2: Janet, earlier, uh, a few moments ago, you said that you, your doctor said that you'd have to take chemo three to four years, and then you would die. Is that what the doctor told you?
1: I guess I've been walking with death for 10 years, and, and I'm pretty comfortable using that terminology. Uh, I can't remember the exact words she used, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to know what she wanted to tell me, but she chose to tell me that uh, within three to four years I would be passing.
2: So she did tell you that you would you would die.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Just-
1: Although that being said, that being said, uh, I don't think that anybody knows. You know, nobody would know that I look fabulous. Um, my days are full with kids running around all the time. Yes, I do have help, but I'm able to fully. Uh, have my kids all of the time, do all of my appointments. Uh, I look great. Uh, my yoga is exceptional. I'm drumming. I'm gardening. I'm doing all of the things I used to do. And so my quality of life is really, really good. And that's why I say that this oil is um, a gift and it is healing me and it is doing wonders. And it's just, it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of figuring it out. And it's a lot of um, being alone trying to figure it out and I know there's lots of wonderful resource groups for example the one that Corey uh, does which I'm part of and but when you've been at it for over 10 years like myself and I'm only 41 years old so uh, you know uh, I live a life of a lot of research and uh, I had to back away from a lot of research and sort of just remember uh, what was real and uh, yeah does that did I go off on a tangent again? Sorry,
2: guys. No, you know, you, uh, that, w- that was fine. I mean, a lot of good health is, a part of good health is having a good mental attitude. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that you, you do have. Now, you mm-hmm. still have the tumor in your liver, which doesn't seem to be diminishing. And I'm wondering why that is, considering mm-hmm. all the oil you're taking. Mm-hmm.
1: It's stayed the same for over two years, I believe now. And so that's a question that I have, too. Um, and every time, a couple of days ago, I saw my oncologist, and she told me, and I went, oh. You know, and she's ecstatic for me. <laughs> and I just go, oh, I, I was hoping for shrinkage, is what I told her. And, and yet every time she gives me the same spiel, and uh, uh, that uh, we're just hoping to keep it the same, you know, size. This is good news. Y- you so know, I stay optimistic.
0: You know, Janet, I think part of the issue might be for a cancer that is a liver cancer. I mean, obviously, this is metastasis, but um, liver cancer requires really high THC. And, of course, you're doing a one-to-one. I can also tell you that, you know, back in the day when I counseled uh, cancer patients, if somebody came to me with liver cancer, I thought, oh, yeah, you got two months. And sure enough, that would be it. So... You know, I think at some level, your daughter's right. It, it's a victory that that isn't progressing, and it's just, it's stable. I would consider that a win at this stage in the game.
1: Myself as well, correct. I am optimistic about the oil. I do feel that there's more healing for it to do for me.
0: Yeah.
2: To
1: this date, uh, I've never been on any pharmaceuticals, and I'm 41, other than the two chemos I've had to do. uh, or Sorry, three chemos. I've forgotten one because that's actually, yeah, it was a negative experience. Uh, I've had almost no side effects from them. Uh, I'm currently experiencing a little bit of dry hands and feet, although uh, the oil, the infused oil on those seem to be managing it pretty well. Yeah, so I do believe it is. And I, I hear what you're saying, Corey, and yes,
2: Well, I guess the good news, too, is that your lung cancer is shrinking.
1: The cancer that uh, metastasized to the lungs, yes, Yes. that is is the good news. Uh, Although I've had 13 CAT scans, so now I'm trying to push for MRIs because there's less radiation. And uh, so I've achieved that goal, although that uh, MRIs don't bring up the lungs in the MRIs. So uh, I really haven't seen what's happened for the last four months with them, although I do believe that they will, will continue to shrink because they have done all the last MRIs.
2: Now, you said you had 20 rounds of radiation. Did you have any negative effects from the radiation?
1: No, uh, I started taking the oil every two and a half hours. It was one-to-one dispensary. So like mm-hmm. I said, it was a very low grade. But uh, I think because of it, I had no side effects other than I was very tired for about a month afterwards. And when I say very tired... In that, I just had to put my feet up and things like that, and I did have a little bit of um, itching and from the radiation. Although I just put my infusio oil on it, and it uh, kind of took care of that.
0: You know, Janet, um, it's my experience that uh, people who do chemo and radiation and use cannabis oil in conjunction with that treatment far far better uh, come out of it far better than people who don't. I mm-hmm. see that over and over again.
1: And, and I'm seeing it in myself. And, and that's why, you know, it, I can't necessarily put a finger on how well this oil is doing. Other than I feel great. I mean, uh, my biggest, uh, at this point, obviously, like the biggest things, my burning questions, the things that I haven't figured out is obviously how does this shrink my, my tumor more, right? That's really where I need to, I need to tweak the oil more, maybe take a different strain. Um, I also, um, I also can be quite lethargic in the morning and, you know, as in setting the snooze button for two or three hours and just having a really hard time getting up. And I know that's because I need to sleep and that's how we heal. And that's what the oil does. But, you know, this has been over two years for me and uh, I can be fine if I Stay at the exact same dose as in six drops every single night at nine o'clock but sometimes I don't eat enough protein and the next morning I'll be lethargic or I'll eat quite a bit of protein and I won't necessarily feel the high and it won't knock me out to fall asleep but there's a lot of little things I still play around with and you know um, the CBD has helped incredibly to mitigate any kind of negative high that i have so i definitely encourage people it's hard to find but if you can find it if you can get it if you can get it into after i mean if you're in the same predicament i am with uh, paranoia and anxiety you know and it possibly has to do with me having young kids you know i'm home alone here uh, far back into the country miles and miles from people and uh so, so yeah the CBD has really helped as well as the city I've been on that right from day one and uh, eating 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 protein uh, really helps as well
2: what is the attitude of your doctors toward your use of cannabis oil
1: uh, I haven't told them so uh, I'll just read here. In 2015, January, my GP, who is aware of it, uh, I had actually, uh, I had both di- uh, both uh, prescriptions from one from a naturopath out of Providence and one from my GP, both with babies in my arm, newborn baby in my arm. But she, she wrote a two-page letter to my oncologist uh, briefly, and she's very supportive. She, uh, you know, went out of her way to find out how and, and uh, got me the prescription. And same thing with the naturopath, although he was quite scared for me to use his name, but I was still able to get prescriptions. Now, that being said, I don't have a prescription right now. They both um, ran after a year. I had to renew them, and I just didn't. And uh, that's another story. But anyways, to go on, I got my uh, GP to send my oncologist a letter uh, explaining the natural treatments I do. The oncologist waved when I when I gave it to her. She read it through, and I asked her. You know, I started asking her questions and asked her if she'd read it. And she waved her hand in my face, and she said, and she uh, just said, "Nothing proven. I don't, you know, agree with any of uh, the things you're doing." And so I've considered over the years leaving her several times. Uh, my aunt is my support person in my oncologist appointments, and uh, she strongly advises me not to tell her anymore, uh, nor have I told any other nurses it's not on file. Initially, it was on file when I did have a prescription, but that was two years ago. So they haven't asked me about it in a long time, and I haven't told anybody. And the reasoning is my partner and and myself and every everybody's story I read online and all you know every all the research I've said the majority of people tend to not in Canada anyways get good positive uh, experiences from when they talk to their doctor and you have, you have to understand I have over ten years of experience dealing with doctors and my health and uh, I've told them here and there little basic things you know put out the feelers and uh, It it takes too much energy. At this point, I don't have enough energy. I need to spend my energy healing myself and raising my children. And uh, so, no, uh, to answer your question, uh, to this day, I haven't really talked to any of my doctors, which is really hard for me because I had one doctor about two years ago, just as I was walking, maybe a year and a half ago, just as I was walking out of the room, say, whatever you do and keep it up and that's been the only thing of encouragement in two years other than my naturopath who does not really know anything about oil other than you should take a drop at night which was wonderful and that's why he prescribed it to me but uh, yeah I I sort of have to look elsewhere for professionals and information and you know the professionals really are the other I think for the majority part the other people who are healing themselves currently or, or who have healed themselves and who are willing to stand up and share and be the advocate for those of us who can't at this point do the advocating. So, no, I haven't done much advocating in the Western world, and I feel like this is my part at this time for sharing my story, and even if it helps one person, um, you know, uh, never give up on the oil and never give up on plants to heal themselves, and that's really why I'm here talking to you today and, and hope and also hoping that if anybody has any advice for me to guide me in the right direction you know i'm just trying to save my life and my family's life and uh, yeah well,
2: and well i think you, it doesn't you,
1: have to be a doctor <laughs> it yeah. can be anybody to help me
2: i think you're on the right uh, you're on the right track and the advice not to talk to your oncologist is a good one because most i mean it's no different in canada uh, than anywhere else in the world the mainstream allopathic medical profession uh, doesn't recognize cannabis as being a medicine. They view it as some drug, harmful drug, and it is not. It is a medicine. It's been used for thousands of years. It hasn't hurt anyone in terms of people dying. Uh, you can't die from an overdose of cannabis, but you can certainly die from an overdose of pharmaceuticals that uh, the allopathic medicine community gives out on a daily basis by the handful. But uh, I think you're on the right track, chanda uh, Anything you'd like to tell listeners in conclusion about uh, the use of cannabis or about your condition?
1: I'd like to say uh, be in the moment, enjoy, love, um, be happy, and um, give back. And just... Take cannabis oil in every way possible and uh, let it heal you in every way it can. Thank you.
2: Great. Thanks, Janet. We appreciate your time and all the best to you in the future.
1: Okay, great. I hope. Uh, Thanks so much, hope, Janet.
0: Thank you very much, you guys. Have a good day.
2: And, of course, we wish her all the best in the future. Janet contacted us to tell her story, and if you'd like to tell your story about the medical use of cannabis, then send us an email at info I know some people are sending emails with their stories, but they're not indicating whether they want to be interviewed or not. Just indicate that uh, you'd like to tell your story on Cannabis Health Radio, and we'll contact you and set up a day and time. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening.
1: You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our
1: other shows.